So this section is from the workbook. It's the preamble to lessons 231 to 240. What is salvation? Salvation is a promise made by God that you would find your way to him at last. It cannot but be kept. It guarantees that time will have an end and all the thoughts that have been born in time will end as well. God's word is given every mind which thinks that it has separate thoughts and will replace these thoughts of conflict with the thought of peace. What do you make of that? Well, I'm glad to have the right definition of salvation, that we find our way to God once and for all. Is what they said. And, yeah. Yeah, and we're at peace. And that it's a promise made by God. You know, somewhere in a prayer it says, uh, salvation's ways are not our own, for they belong to you, and it is unto you we look for them. So it's, it's uh, and this re- reiterates that salvation is a promise made by God that you would find your way to him at last. So the plan has already been set for us. In other words, um, the instant we separated or we fell into the illusion of separation, the plan for our return was already made by God, Mm. you know? So even though in God's eyes we're not separated because God doesn't see the illusions we made up, he knows we're in an illusion, so he gave us the means to correct the illusion, you know, through forgiveness and the Holy Spirit and atonement and so forth. So... I like this definition of salvation because from our upbringing in traditional religion, salvation came with the kind of this admission of guilt. Mm. You know, like, well, you can't be saved until you admit you're you're a sinner. You, You know, and this definition of salvation doesn't include any guilt at all Mm. like in fact it doesn't even mention the word sin here right it's more like you forgot you were in heaven and god is going to restore your awareness of heaven something like that Mm -hmm. and that's salvation that would be the return to uh to your awareness of your father Father, I will but to remember you is the first lesson in this section. So this remembrance of our creator is what salvation is about. Let's read on in this section. Mm -hmm. The thought of peace was given to God's son the instant that his mind had thought of war. There was no need for such a thought before for peace was given without opposite, and merely was. But when the mind is split, there is need of healing. So the thought that has the power to heal the split became a part of every fragment of the mind that still was one, but failed to recognize its oneness. 
now it did not know itself and thought its own identity was lost. So what do you make of that? Well, we forgot who we were, is what they're saying. And that we forgot who we were and we lost our own identity by going into the ego. Mm -hmm. But God gave us the answer anyway. Yeah, the thought of peace was given to God's son the instant that his mind had thought of war. So, well, you know, miracles are thoughts, uh, but miracles are thoughts we think with God. So these thoughts that restore our peace are the miracles. And it says they were given to God's son the instant that his mind had thought of war. There was no need for such a thought before, for peace was given without opposite. So in, in the period before we imagined this separation, there was no need for salvation because there was no, um, there was no conflict. There was no split mind. There was no thought of separation. There was no thought of war and attack and sorrow and death and all of that. So once the separation had taken place, the thought of peace needed to be restored to the sun. And then this is what this is defining as salvation. It's this restoration of reality or restoration of our awareness of the reality that's all already there. Like um, the separation is only imagined. It's not in reality. You know, it's... it's it's a sleep of forgetfulness. So we didn't need salvation before we had the thought of separation. We were in a state of total connection with the divine and there were no opposites. Mm -hmm. There was no death. There was no belief in death. So it's only after the separation that we became under the, you know, the belief in the rules of death and sorrow and suffering. And so this salvation is needed to restore our awareness of who we are as God created us. And that's also peace, like you said. Mm -hmm. It's a total state of peace. Salvation is undoing in the sense that it does nothing, failing to support the world of dreams and malice. Thus it lets illusions go. not. By not supporting them, it merely lets them quietly go down to dust, and what they hid is now revealed and altered to the holy name of God, whereon his word is written with the gifts of your forgiveness laid before it and the memory of God not far behind. What do you make of that passage? Well, 
I guess I want to know if we have to ask for salvation or it's just automatic for everyone. That's my question. Well, I mean, I think you have to bring your awareness to it because you're, most of us are still stuck in some uh, dichotomy of conflict, you know? Uh, it may not be big conflict, but um, there, there is a sense of separation in our subconscious that we have to somehow face it and then there is also a practice or a, or a course in miracles that's designed to restore our awareness back to our original self. So that, that restoration is called salvation. So we have to take an action. So though, right? we, we have to be aware that it's... Um, a healing process. Mm -hmm. You know, like Haleakala used to say, well, we, I think it might have even been a Shakespearean line, we come to mend. Mm -hmm. You know, we come here for correction. I mean, there's only two reasons you would incarnate. One is you have unfinished business and you still have illusions to undo and that would require salvation, or you're already enlightened at the level, you know, of the Christ, and you come to help humanity uh, right themselves or correct themselves. So that's usually, you know, spiritual masters or avatars or, or these beings like Babaji or Jesus or Amaji who come with this kind of mission of divine service already set, you know, like they come to help humanity <clears throat> wake up. Um, they're closer to their awareness of themselves as the Holy Son of God thems themselves, you know, they're, they are already in awareness that they're divine beings. We've somewhat forgotten who we are as God created us, so that's why we need A Course in Miracles and we need these other higher souls who've uh, n not fallen quite as severely as we have out of awareness of who we are. Mm. So, so, um, but it's still our responsibility, even with the Christ, even with the holy masters, the holy masters are only going to point the way. We still have to do the work in ourselves to make the corrections. And that's called salvation. Mm -hmm. So, yes, salvation is our responsibility. Right. Even though it's given by God, the receiving of it is up to us. Okay. You know? Yeah, that answers it. It's like Esther Hicks says, well, ask and it is given, but you have to allow it. You know, yes, salvation is given by God, but if you're disallowing it, then it ain't going to happen for you. Mm. You have to give attention to it, and you have to receive it, and you have to allow it. You have to accept it. But I think where people reject it is 
this false religious theology where the church associated salvation with guilt. Mm. Like you have to be saved because you're guilty. And then people rejected the traditional churches because they didn't like that, that arrangement. And nobody would like that arrangement. It's like make yourself guilty before you can accept salvation. You know, that's, that's like, it's kind of like a loaded gun, you know, it's, um, and that's why people, when you say salvation, they throw their hands up and say, well, that's just, you know, some kind of fundamentalist church dogma that I don't want to have anything to do with. Yeah, I think that's really important what you're saying that in our world, salvation assumes we're guilty, that we need salvation because we're guilty. Right. And this redefined salvation is like uh, an awakening to your innocence that's already there. And there's no guilt at all mentioned in the, the salvation that the Course is talking about. It just says it's a promise made by God that you will find your way back to him at last. So it's like, and then it says, you never really left, but you thought you did. So we have to undo the thoughts where you thought you had separated. But in reality, you never left at all. You can't be separated from your source Mm. of creation or you wouldn't exist. So, okay, so let's go on. Let us come daily to this holy place and spend a while together. Here we share our final dream. It is a dream in which there is no sorrow, for it holds a hint of all the glory given us by God. The grass is pushing through the soil, the trees are budding now, and birds have come to live within their branches. Earth is being born again in new perspective. Night has gone, and we have come together in the light. I mean, that's pretty beautiful imagery. It is. Uh, But it's also using very worldly imagery. The grass is pushing up through the soil. The trees are budding. The birds are coming. Earth is being born again. So, but it also refers to it as our final dream. You know, often the Course will talk about uh, that uh, the world is an illusion and it's a dream world. We live in a dream world of, of separation. Um, What's the final dream? So the final dream is the forgiven world. Oh, okay, the good dream. Is the happy dream. Yeah, the happy dream. And that that is our work to do, to arrive at the happy dream. Now, a lot of a lot of people that meditate a lot and they they've studied Vedanta and all of that stuff and they'll say, "Well, well, you know, this world's an illusion anyway." or you get close to God when you have no thought, and blah, blah, blah. And yes, that's true. However, we are here in this dimension with a mission and work to do. And our work is to undo the illusion of separation. Now, if you're maybe Babaji, you could say, well, I've 
got a totally silent mind or if you're Krishnamurti, but most of us still have stuff to undo. Mm-hmm. And even if we have undone it in ourselves, we have work to do to help others undo it in themselves. Mm-hmm. So we need this dimension here to have our final dream, our happy dream, our forgiven world dream. And somewhere in the text it says, that's the closest you can get to love in this dimension, is when you're, you've totally accepted the atonement for yourself, everything is forgiven, and you're living in this forgiven world, which is Christ's visions of the happy dream. That's the closest you can get to love in this dimension. So this is saying it again. Let us come daily to this holy place and spend a while together. Here we share our final dream. It is a dream in which there is no sorrow, for it holds a hint of all the glory given us by God. And then this final paragraph here, it's even the culmination of the beauty that the one before it stated. From here we give salvation to the world, for it is here salvation was received. The song of our rejoicing is the call to all the world that freedom is returned, that time is almost over, and God's Son has but an instant more to wait until his Father is remembered, dreams are done, eternity has shined away the world, and only heaven now exists at all. Mm, nice. So what do, you, what do you see about that? Well, it's nice. Makes you feel good. Well, you know, it, it, there is a lesson that says heaven is the decision I must make, 138. So now it's like when you have accepted the salvation or I've accepted the atonement for myself and I'm living in the forgiven world, salvation is so close. It's there waiting for God to take the final step, so to speak. The song of our rejoicing is the call to all the world that freedom is returned, that time is almost over, and God's Son has but an instant more to wait until his Father is remembered. Dreams are done. Eternity has shined away the world, and only heaven now exists. So this decision that we make it's it's really a decision to give up the false ego self that we made up because it's like it says salvation's ways are not our own for they belong to you meaning they belong to god god gave us the salvation and those ways are not our own. So there's part of us that wants to pave our own way to salvation, but we have to admit we don't know what that is. And our only job is to know what the ego is and let go of it. You know, it's like we're in the process of undoing, and then we're also in the process of having faith that God will take this final step and restore our awareness to him in this final push of salvation. 
And it says, that's the Father's job to do. Our job is to undo our ego. The Father's job is to, once we've done enough of that, and we're close enough to that step, to make that step available and make that step known and manifest. Mm -hmm. God's Son has but an instant more to wait until his Father is remembered. Dreams are done. Eternity has shined away the world and only heaven now exists at all. Well, what is that instant? That instant is the holy instant that the Holy Spirit provides for us for this remembrance of the Father. And that that's provided. That's not something we make up. But we have to be... Um, attuned to receive it you know it's like we have to be vigilant and open and allowing to receive what's already given yeah, yeah that's the way to put it you know we have to be allowing what's already given and this this state of allowing it's um It's, it's something that we have to give our attention to. We can't just assume, well, we have it, because we might not have it. We might be projecting all kinds of other <laughs> things that we think are saving us, but maybe they're not, and maybe they're preventing us from this stage of receiving. So. Okay, then. Salvation. And, you know, it starts by saying, Father, I will but to remember you. That's the first lesson in this set of lessons. They're beautiful lessons. Father, I will but to remember you. Be in my mind, my Father, through the day. I give my life to God to guide today. Father, today I am your son again. God in his mercy wills that I be saved. Yeah, so we can do those after yeah. prayers. Yeah. So these lessons are very beautiful and supportive of this concept of salvation. And this is the way the part two of the workbook is set up. It has a preamble, you know, which we just read, what is salvation? And then it has 10 lessons supporting that concept, mm. what is salvation? And then there are 10 lessons that support that. So the order of part two of the Course in Miracles is uh, impeccable, you know? It's, it's set up in that order. There's a statement, what is forgiveness? Then there's 10 lessons. Then a statement, what is salvation? Then 10 lessons. Then a statement, what is, or question, what is the world? And then 10 sessions to answer that. Mm -hmm. So this these lessons are all related to our receiving, accepting, allowing salvation. You know, here's a powerful statement. On my decision, all salvation rests. Okay. So read, we, read we have one. to know what is a decision. Read that one. Father, your trust in me has been so great, it, I must be worthy. 
you created me and know me as I am, and yet you placed your son's salvation in my hands and let it rest on my decision. I must be beloved of you indeed, and I must be steadfast in holiness as well, that you would give your son to me in certainty that he is safe, who still is part of you, and yet is mine because he is myself. And so again today we pause to think how much our Father loves us and how dear his Son, created by his love, remains to him whose love is made complete in him. Can you read the first line again? Father, your trust in me has been so great I must be worthy. On my decision, all salvation rests. So this decision, you know, it's, it's um, not a lightweight thing. It's a serious thing. But at the same time, we have the means, we have the trust from our Creator to make the decision. But we do have to give it attention. It's like that question you said, well, do we have to do something in this plan for salvation. Well, yeah, we have to give salvation attention and we have to make the dis- decision for it. Mm, yeah, that's what I thought. And this decision is not just a mere choice. A choice is something you can make and then later on you change your mind and, you know, it's fickle. But a decision is you make it once and you don't want to ever go back. It's a decision. So these lessons are all decisions. I rule my mind, which I alone must rule. I mean, what kind of a statement is that? Have you ever heard such a thing? Mm -hmm. Like that you rule your mind and you alone can rule it? That's talk about a declaration of independence. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's total mental sovereignty. There's nobody can affect your mind except you. Mm. You rule it, and you alone must rule it. So these, these statements are unequivocal. God in his mercy wills that I be saved. I mean, they're so beautiful. Like, you have the whole power of God behind your decision for salvation. You could give a talk on this in the in the um, course. Yeah, absolutely. Any, any any section. No, but I think it's good if you gave a talk on salvation and did those yeah, lessons. Yes, sure. Yeah, I'm I'm going to practice. Uh, so this Sunday at twelve p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, I'm going to give it kind of the same talk we're talking about now. Okay. And I'll get in practice Mm -hmm. for our weekend, Mm. the 14th through the 16th. But this is so important, this section. Father, today I am your son again. Today we will anticipate the time when dreams of sin and guilt are gone and we have reached the holy peace. We never left. See, it's saying this peace is always there because you never, your true self never really left it. Mm-hmm. So the only work you have to do is give, to give up the false self that thinks it's separated 
and not at peace. Mm. And when you give that up, your awareness of your true self is restored and you feel the peace of God within you. And that's salvation. The remembrance of your creator is coming back to you. We thank you, Father, that we cannot lose the memory of you and of your love. We recognize our safety and give thanks for all the gifts you have bestowed on us, for all the loving help we have received, for your eternal patience and the word which you have given us that we are saved. Wow, you know, it's like the Course in Miracles is salvation. It is beautiful. Because it restores your awareness to your Mm God-created self on every line. Yeah, so anyhow, thank you. That was really wonderful.